Welcome to Discovering the Jewish Jesus. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and for the next 25 minutes, Rabbi Schneider will be explaining the details surrounding the feast days known as Trumpets, Atonement, and Tabernacles. In the 23rd chapter of Leviticus, God established a series of seven moedim, which is a Hebrew word meaning appointed times when he wanted to meet with his children. But if you're like most people, you may not know much about these biblical days or if they're even still applicable in our modern times. And that's what Rabbi Schneider wants to talk with us about today. So let's get started. Rabbi's message from our special Fall Holy Day series called The Great reminder. Baruch Hashem, beloved. We are focusing today on one of the holiest days in God's calendar. It's called Yom Truah, oftentimes referred to as the Feast of Trumpets. It's associated, I believe, with the return of Messiah Yeshua HaMashiach. What we're going to do is go back to the early text. We're going to see what this holy day represented in its original historical context, and then we're going to be making application for our life today. Let's begin by going to the book of Vayikra, the book of Leviticus, chapter number 23. I'm going to begin reading now in the 23rd verse. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord, Baruch Hashem, bless his name abides forever. Hear the word of God. Again, the Lord, again, Yahweh spoke to Moshe, to Moses saying, speak to the sons of Israel saying, in the seventh month, on the first of the month, you shall have a rest, a reminder by blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation. You shall not do any laborious work, but you shall present an offering by fire to the Lord. Let's take a step back for a second and think about what we just read. First of all, the biblical name of this holy day is called the Feast of Trumpets. It's a day of blowing, Yom Truah, a day of trumpets. It's oftentimes referred to in traditional Judaism as Rosh Hashanah, which has a very different meaning. The word rush means head, Hashanah, the year, because according to the rabbi's tradition, it was on this day, this day of trumpets, that the Lord created the world. So Jewish people celebrate this day, and incorporated in their celebration is the concept that Rosh Hashanah, or Yom Truah, is the anniversary of mankind, the day that God created man, the day that God created the world. But there's much more, because this holy day begins what is called the 10 days of awe. What do I mean by the 10 days of awe? The day from Yom Truah, or Rosh Hashanah, that we just read about, to Yom Kippur that falls on the holy calendar 10 days later, these 10 days between these two holy days are called the days of awe. Why? Because Jewish people understand 
that on Yom Kippur in 10 days from Yom Truah, God judges the world. Now, again, this is rabbinic mindset. We're going to look at it through the lens of the New Testament in a moment, but I want you to understand the rabbinic tradition here. Because on Yom Kippur, the blood of the bull and the goat was brought into the Holy of Holies by the high priest of Israel. Let me say it again. Israel understood that 10 days from Yom Truah, the Feast of Trumpets, the high priest of Israel would bring in the blood of a bull and a goat into the holy place called the Holy of Holies, which first existed in the tabernacle, and then later when the tabernacle was built into a permanent structure in Jerusalem, it was called the temple. But in the back of the tabernacle and then later the temple was a room called the Holy of Holies that housed the Ark of the Covenant. And inside the Ark of the Covenant were the Ten Commandments. On Yom Kippur, that high priest would bring in the blood of the bull and the goat and pour it on top of the Ark of the Covenant, which is called the mercy seat. And God saw the blood. And the Lord said in the book of Leviticus, chapter 17, 11, regarding this holy day called Yom Kippur, the life of the flesh is in the blood. For it's the blood by reason of its life that makes atonement. And so once again, as we take a step back, we're focusing right now on the Feast of Trumpets, but the Feast of Trumpets inaugurates the 10 days called the 10 days of awe leading up to Yom Kippur that is the day that God forgives the sin of his people. But Israel understood that in order for their sins to be forgiven, they had to repent. They couldn't just assume God would forgive them. They had to humble themselves before the Lord. That's why the Lord gave us instructions in the Torah that on Yom Kippur, every soul must humble himself. And the soul that does not humble himself, the Lord said, will be cut off. And so forgiveness, atonement through the shedding of blood, is not something that God just automatically does without man's participation. Man has to humble himself and put himself in a posture of being able to receive God's forgiveness by recognizing his sin and his evil and bowing before his maker and saying, God, forgive me. And when we see the blood that shed, the animal that had to die, and later God himself clothed in the flesh that had to die, we realize how hideous, how horrendous, how serious evil and sin really is. In next week's message, I'm going to talk about this as I speak more specifically about Yom Kippur and the need for you and I to come to grips with the reality of evil and our need for cleansing of evil and its consequences. But I want you to understand that Yom Truah not only gets us ready for Yom Kippur, Yom Truah, the day of blowing, again, also known as Rosh Hashanah, is really ultimately about a reminder that the creator is going to judge his creation. He's going to reveal himself to the world. He's coming back. Now, let's go back to the first thing that I said in the message today. I said that the children of Israel were to blow the trumpet, and the trumpet was to remind them 
Let's read about it in Leviticus chapter number 23, verse number 23. Again, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the sons of Israel saying, in the seventh month, this is the Hebrew month called Tishrei, in the seventh month on the first of the month, you shall have a rest, a reminder by blowing of trumpets, a holy convocation. You shall not do any laborious work, but you shall present an offering by fire to the Lord. Now, what is curious here is we know we're to blow the trumpet and the trumpet's to be a reminder, but what is it that the blowing of the trumpet would remind us of? The text doesn't tell us here. But when we look deep into the word of God to try to understand what this blowing of the trumpet could have reminded us of, it brings us back to the Torah. We're going to the book of Exodus now, and we're going to the 19th chapter. What did that blowing of the trumpet remind Israel of? Hear the word of God as I pick up in verse 18 of Exodus 19. Now Mount Sinai was all in smoke because the Lord Yahweh descended upon it in fire. Smoke ascended like the smoke of a furnace and the whole mountain quaked violently. When the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, the whole mountain is on fire. The whole mountain is quaking. The whole mountain is covered in smoke. I mean, it's terrifying. And then what happens? A trumpet starts blowing from heaven. And when the sound of the trumpet grew louder and louder, Moses spoke and God answered him with thunder. The Lord came down on Mount Sinai to the top of the mountain and the Lord called Moses to the top of the mountain and Moses went up. This is a picture of the return of King Jesus. This is why the book of Thessalonians tells us in chapter four that the Lord Jesus, that Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Messiah, will descend again from heaven with the voice of the angel and the trump of God. Just as God descended on Mount Sinai with the trumpet, the trumpet grew louder and louder, it reached a crescendo of power, and then God descended in glory, so too Yeshua will be revealed from heaven as a cosmic, heavenly, divine trumpet with the voice of God, penetrates the earth's atmosphere through the sound of a shofar once again, and Jesus is revealed. And then, church, every eye We'll see him and the creator of the world will reveal himself to his creation once again. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and Rabbi will be right back. But first, a special announcement. Experience the majesty of Jerusalem. Join us for a remarkable event that will unite believers from around the world. I invite you to join me on our journey of faith as we celebrate together the Feast of Tabernacles. Don't miss the extraordinary event from Jerusalem, Israel. Join me live from the Daystar Studios in Jerusalem, Monday, October 2nd, noon, again at 9 p.m., and then 1 a.m. the following morning, only on Daystar. 
Thank you for remembering that Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a listener-supported ministry. Rabbi Schneider's teachings are made possible through the generous gifts from people like you, who understand the importance of sharing the good news of Jesus' return. Because of you, we are changing lives all over the world. Give online by visiting discoveringthejewishjesus.com or call 800-777-7835. That's 800-777-7835. And now let's get back to Rabbi's message. So every year we celebrate the Feast of Trumpets, Yom Truah, to remind ourselves that the Creator is going to reveal Himself to the world again soon. Jesus is coming back for you and me soon. And what the Lord desires is that every generation, every generation since Jesus, is to live with the mindset and with an expectation that Yeshua HaMashiach will return in your lifetime and in my lifetime. Let me say it again. What is the Lord wanting from us? He's wanting you and I, beloved, to cultivate an expectation that Jesus will return in our lifetime. Put your hand over your heart with me. And just say out loud with me, Jesus is coming back soon. Jesus is coming back for me. Beloved, you and I are to live our lives in this world with an expectation that Jesus will return in our lifetime. Of course, the scripture writers write about this. They begin to mock, well, where is he then? They began to say to Peter, where is he? Peter said, God is not mocked. A day with the Lord is like a thousand years to you. Jesus is coming back soon. I don't know about you, but I don't have any, I don't need anybody to convince me that Yeshua is coming back soon. I mean, the signs are everywhere. Yeshua in the book of Matthew quoted Daniel. They asked Jesus, tell us, when will be the sign of your coming and at the end of the age? And you know what Jesus did? He said, as the prophet Daniel spoke, now, when we go to the book of Daniel, we find this tremendous revelation that was given to Daniel. And then the Holy Spirit said to Daniel, after the Holy Spirit gave him the revelation, he said, seal up the book, for no one will understand the revelation that I just gave you until the end of the age, until it's time. In other words, the revelation that Daniel received wasn't to be understood in Daniel's lifetime. But now we understand it because we're living in the time that Yeshua is about to return. Daniel said there would be a time in the earth where information technology would have overtaken the world. We're living in that time. Daniel said before the Lord reveals himself to the world, he said knowledge will have greatly increased and people will be traveling to and fro. He saw jet airline travel. We're living right in the midst of this. But not only that, beloved, the breakdown of the family, gender identity confusion, the division in politics, the breakdown of respect for authority, the breakdown of the family unit, all these things that are happening in the Western world and beginning to sweep the entire planet are irreversible, and it's all setting the stage for Yeshua to come back. In fact, Daniel said that before Yeshua would return, 
He said sin would have to reach a climax. And when sin reaches a climax, Daniel explained, man would lose his moral compass so he would no longer be able to have the discernment to know the difference between right and wrong. And in this world stage where mankind has lost his moral compass, no longer having a discernment of absolute morality, it's in that climate, Daniel said, that an anti-Messiah would emerge. Somebody would emerge in human history that the public, that the masses would believe is like an embodiment of godliness. And they would be so deceived that they would follow this one off the cliff and at the very end, Jesus Christ, the true Messiah, will reveal himself to the world once again. This is the Feast of Trumpets. Jesus is getting ready to come back. He's getting ready to come back for you and for me. Now, I want you to consider carefully what I'm about to say. I was recently in Colorado. We met a lost soul there. We could just see he was a lost soul by the way he started talking. We met him fishing one day. And he started talking this defeatist language. You could tell the guy really needed help. We tried to reach out to him in the love of God. I said, what do you think of Jesus? He started cursing. I'm gonna say something, beloved, that's so terrible. I hate to even say it. But he said, this is so terrible to say it. He said he'd rather burn in hell than have Jesus die for his sins. You see, he had invented a morality in his own mind that he thought was superior to Jesus. He thought his concept of everything is good. He thought his concept of tolerance. He thought his concept of all paths lead to the same place. He thought that was more godly than Jesus. But Jesus said this, will the Son of Man find faith when he returns to earth? Straight and narrow, our Messiah said, is the way that leads to life, and few there be that find it. Strive to enter through the narrow gate, for many, I say, will seek to enter and not be able. Beloved, Jesus is coming back. And this world is not our home. We're not on planet Earth to vacation. We're here to get ready to meet Him. And you and I are going to meet him soon, face to face. And our job right now is to get ready. This is a training ground. This is a proving ground. This is a place to love him, to put him first and obey him. It's only one life that we're on on this planet and it'll soon be passed. And only what's done for Christ will last. Let's get ready. Jesus is coming back for you. You're listening to Discovering the Jewish Jesus and the Fall Feasts, which begin at sunset on Friday, September the 15th, are such a distinctive time of year. And as Rabbi Schneider said, these special days provide a vivid reminder that Yeshua is coming back soon for you and me. And to discover more about who Jesus is and what it means to be his follower, let me invite you to stop by our website and explore. We've prepared two videos just for you that will help you take those first steps as you start your new life in Christ. Your decision to accept Jesus as your Savior is the first step, and we want to walk alongside you on the way. To learn more, visit discoveringthejewishjesus.com. And while you're online and have some extra time this weekend, 
don't forget to check out the resources we've made available that are designed to help you understand more about these special appointments. We even have a webpage dedicated to sharing how you can support this ministry through your prayers and financial gifts. And here is Rabbi to talk more about that in depth. Beloved ones, what I love best on teaching about God's fall holy days is that we understand that they're applicable for every one of God's people today. Not for Jewish people only, but for Jews and Gentiles. And for those of you that are Gentile believers in Jesus, these feasts are extremely important for you because they teach us of the work and person of Messiah Jesus. Father God wants the whole church to understand the Jewish roots of her Christian faith. This is why Jesus said to the woman at the well, woman, you don't know what you worship. We know we worship for salvation is from the Jews. The Lord has raised me up to teach his church, to teach his people about the Hebraic roots of the Christian faith. God wants us to worship him, not only in spirit, but also in truth. I wanna ask you, would you support me? Would you become a monthly partner with us so that I can continue to spread the gospel around the world and help the church to understand the Jewish roots of her faith? Beloved, this preparation that God has assigned me to be a part of, it is preparing the world for his return. I wanna ask you to make your best donation to the Lord through this ministry today. As the Lord leads you, please be sure to follow His prompting and give a special Fall Holy Days offering today. You can give over the phone when you call 800-777-7835. And if the Lord is encouraging you to partner with us, let me invite you to become a monthly partner right now. You can also sign up online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. As our way of saying thank you for your financial gift, we'll send you Rabbi Schneider's message of the month that's available as a download along with our current newsletter. And for our new monthly partners, you'll receive an additional gift of appreciation, an authentic shofar that's specially handcrafted in Israel. The blast of the shofar is a call and an invitation. And we would love for people all over the world to come to the Father with repentant hearts and to be adopted into God's loving family. But the time is is now to discover shareable resources regarding God's plan for His Son's return and the fall holy days, visit us online at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. Now to close today's message titled The Great Reminder with a special blessing, here is Rabbi Schneider. The words from the ironic blessing in the book of Numbers chapter 6 verses 22 through 27 helps us to realize how good God is to you and I personally. So receive his blessing into your life, and then, beloved one, go bless somebody else in Jesus' name today. Panavelecha Vihunecha Isayaweh Panavelecha Veasem Lecha
The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift you up with his countenance and the Lord give you, beloved one, his peace. God bless you and shalom. Let our prayer team pray for you. We lift up every individual request before the Lord. Submit your prayer request or testimony at discoveringthejewishjesus.com. You can also connect with us on your social media outlets to stay up to date on the content you love. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and subscribe on YouTube. I'm your host, Dustin Roberts, and Discovering the Jewish Jesus is a production of Shalom Ministries. Join us next week when Rabbi Schneider explains why you shouldn't waste your wilderness experience. That's coming up Monday on Discovering the Jewish Jesus.